Hey there, Mojo Sports fans, and welcome to another episode of the NRL Show. I am your host, Lainey. Seven teams have a bye for round 19, which means we have five games ahead for a short round of games that fans and spectators can look forward to. And with round 18 of the NRL season behind us, most of us are looking at all the movement on the ladder, keeping an eye on injuries and keeping our fingers crossed that our team doesn't have too many injuries as we near the finals. We talk a little bit about the Game 3 State of Origin team lists that were posted earlier this week, our own musings before the match next week. Also, we share our observations of the best and worst performances from the past round. Of course, we will share with you our tips and previews for the coming round. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports NRL show. Wishing you all a great NADOC week and hope you get a moment to participate in some of the events around the country. So we have Gabby and Emma on the panel tonight, and we are again without our little genius and factoid factician, Lachlan McIntyre. So he's off in Europe for the next two weeks. We will somehow carry on without Lachlan, but we hope he's having a great time. Gabby and Emma, how are you both doing? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How about you guys? I'm good. How are you, Lainey? I'm okay. Thanks, guys. I actually wondered whether Emma would be um, sort of on the moon, really, um, better spirits than you, Gabby, after that last round. Yeah, I'm still on a high. I think that was probably the the best thing that could have happened to me this weekend. <laughs> I think good I'm on a high with Emma. Like, how yeah. can anyone be disappointed with how good the Cowboys went? Except Lachlan, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, We're out God. for revenge. <laughs> yeah, karma. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so on to the show. All right. So for some of you keen observers, the Game 3 set of origin list was released this week, and there is already a lot discussed about it with some name changes. But um, I thought before we go into a big deep dive about it, because we are going to do a post-match review um, episode, um, what I wanted to find out from Emma and Gabby, what were your initial thoughts about the lists that were posted for both teams? Well, Gabby and I have actually been um, laughing about this few few videos getting around. Yeah, not many changes to Queensland and quite a few to New South Wales. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird one because I was kind of a little bit shocked, I guess, but also not really because they've kind of made seems like a thousand changes but I guess they felt like they needed to I don't know what I would have really done in that situation but I don't know if those are the changes I would have made um what's your thoughts Gabby yeah it's kind of like what more were they meant to do I think they're going out on a bit of a limb in terms of some of the inclusions I think there's been a lot of talk around Bradman Best. I think he played really well on the weekend. I think even he was surprised that he got picked in the side. But, again, I think it's almost like they could be potentially starting their rebuild now in terms of getting a head start on next year. But I was I was happy to see Clint Gutherson named in on the bench. I don't think many people have been. I think they could have done with another forward. But other than that, it's good to see Jake Trevojevic is in there. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, what much more they could do. Queensland have obviously, yeah, had AJ Brimson come in at fullback. I'm really excited about that. But, yeah, don't know what else 
like New South Wales could have done. I thought it was kind of sneaky for them to have Scott Drinkwater in there on their side as well. I mean, look, great, great choice. He is a great player. I thought he deserved selection. I just didn't think he'd be up for game three. Um, I feel like that's a bit of a, a bit of bad news for the Cowboys, especially because now they've got quite a few players now um, up in origin. Um, look, no surprises for me that uh, Luai was out. Um, I tend to think that um, after everything that kind of went on with social media and afterwards, he probably would have said, look, just I want to get away from the drama. Don't." And I think it was kind of safe. Interesting to see that they decided to um, take out Junior Bolo. I, I kind of thought um, Bolo did pretty well the last two games and, you know, they really miss um, a lot of his uh, force up the middle. But, but you know... Kuro Matangi is also really good too. So, yeah, interesting set of names that they've gone with. Tyson Frizzell, I think because he's an older player, he's perhaps been um, put to the side. But I guess, yeah, further to your point, Gabby, they're looking to definitely build on what their team's going to be for next year. This team is still surprising to me um, that they've got Tedesco there. I know everyone tends to say he's the captain, you know, be disrespectful to remove him from the team by game three. But look, you've got Gutherson, who's, you know, a great fullback, who we've even remarked on the show would be a better fullback. Um, and he's been outstanding in his performance all season. And I just think about also some of the comments that, um, I don't know, but you watch that, you know, that show, the NRL one where they, it's kind of a full circle, 360, where they yeah. start about one point and then pretty much talk all their way around back to the point that they started with. Interestingly, when I was watching some of the uh, interviews that they had with Greg Alexander um, this past week um, about him really just sort of defending the decisions that they had made with the major changes, he says, oh, yeah, Matty Burton, yeah, he's out because the Bulldogs didn't play very well. And it's like, well, how does how does that logic make sense with some of your other selections um, throughout the team? Is- yeah, like you've still got Adokar in there. What do you mean? About yeah. The- but then it's like Bradman Best played a good game against the Bulldogs. Like, yeah. how can you justify that? Like, Yeah, it was all just, I think, sort of caught on the back foot with not being well prepared to explain um, the decisions. It got into a bit of a heated discussion about things. Again, I'm still surprised why Heinz wasn't picked for two and then now he's not in for three. It's, yeah, really weird. I think getting rid, well, you've already got Payne Huss out and then you're getting rid of Junior Paolo. That's your two biggest, as I said when I was at the game, the only people that, were really intimidating was those two players for New South Wales, and now they're both gone. Yeah, you've got Jake Dvorovic coming back in, but how do you know he's even going to make the whole game? He hasn't been playing like he's been injured. Now he's coming back. Hopefully he's all good, but wouldn't you want to have someone that can – like if he gets injured, who's going to step in for him? You're going to be so weak through the middle there. Like yeah. compared to what it was before, like Payne Haas and Junior Polo, they're some – Big guys. I yeah. Thinking Campbell Gillard's there, um, Gabby, I think you had him down on your wish list when we yeah. go through our origin names. Um, but it's almost them. sort of like how strong is he too because he's just come back from injury. It's sort of just massive risk. I'm just wondering just on the point of Scott Drinkwater, is he 19th man? 18th. 18th. Do you reckon they're trying to maybe – just on, like, I have a feeling that this could be Tedesco's last Origin game. It just, is. 
It has to be. Like yeah. he's been he's been underperforming the last two seasons of NRL. Do you know what I mean? And as and and the last what three series of Origin. I it just I'm still again stumped as to why he got picked again. Why Addo Carr's on the side? Yeah, I think the, they probably just wanted him there because he's like you can't get rid of the captain, that whole mentality. But I wonder is like maybe Scott Scott Drinkwater being brought in as like maybe the new kind of fullback type situation. Like that would be cool. I'd like to see him get a go at fullback. We all know what like Gutho can do at fullback in origin. I think he did he play there or has he just played in the centres? I don't know. I'd just like to see Scott Drinkwater get a run there just to I use like such base. Drinkwater better than Gutherson. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the way Drinkwater's playing at the moment, um, I don't know when he's off contract, but I'm sure there are a lot of teams watching to see when that's going to happen so they can pick him up. Uh, and also I like the fact that Cody Walker's been picked for the team. Um, I think I think he'll be quite good, a great addition. There's quite a few Rabbits players now in this side. Um, at least he'll be in familiar company. Um, I'm not sure whether he'll be able to sort of pull together some of those great little combos that he's able to get with the side and with his team, with the group that he's got in the New South Wales um, lineup. But hopefully he can make an impact while he's there worried though because um if Cody or any of these other bunnies players get injured um with so many of them out and look this is the same concern that um the Cowboys have I mean but they are sort of edging rather close to finals and the bunnies are you know sitting relatively high up there on the ladder and they'll want to make sure that all their key players are still in good neck to make those finals um matches and Cody Walker is quite instrumental in the bunny side and if something happens to him and already Latrell is out um it could it could mean a disastrous uh, season end for them so a bit of concern there concern with literally half our team <laughs> yeah but right. we've to play this weekend so that's saving grace true um i think it will be an interesting game with luai and um, Reese Walsh out, so won't be that little crossfire there. I see Corey's on. <laughs> yeah, he's on the bench. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad to see um, Tom Deepens on the side too. I like Tom. Mm. Definitely he's playing so well. Um. Do you guys have any thoughts as to what the score is going to be? I think. It's going to be another 20-plus to Queensland. Yeah, I think it will either be a whitewash, like it will be massive, or it will be boring. I hope it's not boring. I don't know the score. I hope it will be like 20-plus, though. Uh, I reckon it will be under 20 margin. Just I don't know. There's something brewing at that New South Wales camp. They're fighting a little bit harder to try and keep the embarrassment away. I remember seeing a comment in which I think it was Brad Fiddler heading into game two and he goes, yeah, embarrassment is a pretty um, good motivator. And I thought just playing good football should be a good motivation (laughs) for your state anyway. But Also, um, a good motivator to who? If you switched out seven of your players that were embarrassed, 
the others aren't coming in the same. <laughs> They're not embarrassed. They just kind of stoked to be there. Okay, they just fly them. Uh, it feels a bit desperate to change them all out and I don't know what he's trying to achieve here. Maybe it is him, you know, thinking about the succession plan for the team for next year. This could be it. You know. But then if he didn't make changes, I feel like he'd cop the same amount of scrutiny. Like, Well, I mean, do we think he's going to get hired again for this job next year? I genuinely don't know. I actually think he probably will because I just don't think there will be anyone that will want to do it. But I, I'd i love to see someone else do it. I just think yeah. the people that they're suggesting, like in, like in the media, I just don't think are like, like I heard like, yeah, like just random names and it's sort of like, yeah, I don't think so. All right, that's it for Origin. Let's move on to the rest of our business for today. All right, so... Round 18, footy's over. I can't believe we're into round 19 already. Round 18's behind us. What a round. Um, I had to do a double take on some of the scores in that past round. Social media commentators spared no characters as they lashed out at teams, coaches, players, and performance. But with the new Twitter limitations, some were silenced earlier than they would have liked. Can you imagine if they didn't have those limits? Goodness me. So a quick look at the top eight teams on the ladder as we are seeing a bit of movement and from eighth place up to number one is currently sitting at Warriors at eight, Rabbitohs at seven, Eels at six, Raiders at five, Storm at four, number three, Cronulla Sharks, number two, Brisbane Broncos and sitting in first place are the Penrith Panthers. Quick query for you. I recall some episodes ago we were wondering if the Panthers could do a three-peat. We're not far from finals what do we think? Is it likely or not? I'm still going Broncos. I reckon it's I reckon it's them this year. So, nope, no to the Panthers. Yeah, same. I don't know just yet who will do it, but I don't think the Panthers will. I'm afraid, even though they flogged us on the weekend, I'm still sticking to my guns. I have a sneaky feeling Eels might creep their way into the grand final with Broncos, the way that they're playing. Nothing behind it. No, no maths. I was getting closer to the top eight. They are. They're creeping up. Yep. Well, we're going to. As long as they don't get injured, no injuries, and they'll be. And if they can win every game leading up, then they'll be fine. Yeah. All right. So let's do a quick round of our tips from last round. I just really like to apologize to each of you um, for my worries advice. I sat in my living room with my Warriors shirt pouting through most of that match and squinting to see the coverage. Uh, we all took the Warriors with me against the Rabbitohs, but the winner, um, and I'll just let you know, the winner of our last round of tips was actually Lachlan getting seven out of eight. It, he also picked the Warriors, but if he hadn't, he would have gotten a perfect score. Gabby coming at second as you tipped the beloved Storm which Emma and I also tipped and suffered for. But, of course, Lachlan went for the Panthers, hence why he won the round. Emma, you and I probably got too excited about our upsets, but we both scored four out of eight. All right. Any comments about your calls and tips? Not surprised. I'm doing terribly, but at least the Cowboys pulled through for me. (laughs) I don't regret where I went wrong. I still would have backed the Warriors in Melbourne no matter what. So, (laughs) I was thinking about you, Gabby, when you said, it's so exciting 
you actually want to go over there. Having seen the footage of that match, are you not mad you were there for oh what it looked God. like? In the <laughs> rain, it was torrential. I felt so sorry for them, but they'll bounce back, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> All right. So um, let's do a quick uh, review. Um, who were your best player performance that you wanted to shout out? I'll start with you, Emma. I'm not going to go a player. I'm just going to say the entire Cowboys team. Um, I thought they played incredibly and I'm pretty excited about their win. I, I said at the start of the year that um, I couldn't really pick a standout star, like someone that would carry the Cowboys team. I just thought they were all good players that um, needed to play well together. And I think they're finally starting to find their feet together. And um, and yeah, now we've got seven players out in origin. They're all stars at the moment. So I think they showed that on the weekend. What about you, Gabby? I had the Cowboys too, but specifically Tom Dearden. I just thought he was like instrumental towards that when we touched on him briefly in the origin chat, but he's an absolute workhorse. Like he just does not stop. And yeah, the Cowboys collectively, like they're a real threat toward like when they play at home, like mm. they're dangerous. Like they're coming. <laughs> they're coming for everyone. My best team look it's it's not the best team but I'm, it's the better team for me um on the day so not only was the weather just so damn awful for the Warriors versus the South Sydney match in Auckland but absolute credit to the Rabbitohs for that win over them I did text my mate Sav and say what are your thoughts I, he said please quote me <laughs> still on a high you can quote me next week no trail no host no Graham no arrow no Tass no worries <laughs> so <laughs> that was what he had to say there you go best team so no no absolutely you're a gracious loser Laney I would have not given Penrith my best performance just because I'm dirty on them you're such a gracious loser and I would have sent a pretty explicit message back to that friend of yours if I was you. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I got it. They were better. They were the better team on the day. Yeah. You know? um, they made the most of the wet weather, you know, sliding players and to touch. Yeah. Okay. Great. We know you've done it once. You're going to keep doing it all game. But yeah. Anyway, when you find a good thing, keep doing it. All right. So <laughs> what about your worst performances or underwhelming? Doggies. I had Storm, Tigers, Bulldogs, all just written in a row, just whoever lost basically last week. No, I felt like I had to sort of take a bit of accountability and just cop it on the chin for Melbourne because they were pitiful. Um, But, of course, Tigers and Bulldogs didn't even put any points on the board. So, yeah, that was sad. Fair. I agree with each each of you. Bulldogs is probably a big standout for me. Um. I know, like we mentioned, that Cameron Serrato is probably quite secure there with the contract he's got, but I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's starting to feel a bit of pressure on his shoulders with the way the team's performing. Because I think we're past the point now where we can say they've had injury issues. Like we're into round nineteen, just really underwhelming to me. All right, great. Well, thank you both. All right, for the. Round of footy that we've got ahead. There are seven teams with a bye this week. Um, the Broncos, Cowboys, Knights, Panthers, Roosters, Seagulls, and Storm. Um, and three of those clubs are in the top eight. So let's get into it. All right. On Thursday night, to open the shorter round of rugby league, the West Tigers are hosting the Cronulla Sharks out at West Parramatta. The Tigers are sitting at the very bottom of the ladder whose season has been 
of few highs, lots of confusion, shuffling players, but this team set a club score record over the North Queensland Cowboys in round 12 with a final score of 66-18. The Tigers became the recipient of the highest ever NRL score in history last week at Townsville. Patrons witnessed the Cowboys, as Emma put it, returns to serve with a whopping 74-0 win over the Tigers. Oh, there's so much going here. Also, the Cronulla Sharks, they did to the Illawarra Dragons, St. George Illawarra Dragons, what the Warriors did a few weeks back and put nine tries on them with a final score of 52 to 16. Lachlan thought the margin would be close, but it was far from it in that match. Gabby, there is a, perhaps a lot more or a lot less to say about this match, but how is this match looking for the Tigers? Yeah, this this match is a little bit, I think I've said it before, chalk and cheese. I think that, that could apply to this match for sure. As you touched on, Lainey, the season hit a new low last week for the Tigers, suffering that massive loss. So that's their fourth consecutive loss in a row, which has now see, seen them concede a massive 150 points in the last five matches. So... This week will be a little bit daunting for them coming up and trying to pick up the pieces against Cronulla. The Sharks, on the other hand, they've put their Round 15 horror show against Melbourne behind them to run up big scores over both the Bulldogs and the Dragons. So they now sit comfortably at third on the ladder with nine games yet to be played. So both sides have a few changes following Round 18. This week for the Sharks... Cameron McInnes moves into the starting side at lock for the suspended Dale Finucane with Jesse Colohoon, the new face on the bench. Toby Rudolph returned from a foot injury in New South Wales Cup for Newtown on Saturday. So he rejoins the side, replacing Braden Hamlin-Uele, who suffered a rib injury against the Dragons. For the Tigers this week, prop Alex Twell's ban for a dangerous contact offence brings Itassi James onto the bench. Both David Nofaluma and Brent Naden have both been sidelined due to shoulder injuries, so they are both being replaced by Tommy Talao and Asu Kepaoa. So it's hard to go against Cronulla this week. They've been playing really good footy and they are the quiet contenders this year and they're proving to be really strong against bottom eight sides. Um, I'm not sure where the Tigers really go from here. It'll be really hard for them to back up from such a big loss last week. So I think they're at a little bit of a disadvantage. So I'm going to go Cronulla. But what do you guys think, Em? Who are you going to back? Yes, poor, poor Tigers. Um, I really feel for them. It's definitely going to be the Sharks for me. Paying $9.30 the Tigers. That's just oof. Um, If they can do it. Wow, that's probably going to be the upset of forever. <laughs> yeah, I feel for them. I hope they can get the win for Lachlan, but, yeah, I don't see it. What about you, Lainey? Look, I know if Lachlan was here, he'd say something along the lines of, great that the Tigers are getting out to one of their venues out west to reach their fans. <laughs> um, but I, I actually think that the Sharks will be looking to try and get a few tries in on that left edge. <laughs> They'll be using this mainly just for training. Um, but I, I feel it's going to be a walkover. It's you're right. It's it's hard to see how the Tigers are going to come back from this. Because I was having a look into this, and the Tigers have conceded most of their um, tries actually um, on that on that edge that the Sharks are really good at. But the Sharks only recently have started to sort of work on their right side attack. 
So I reckon they're going to use this particular match to just spread and test a few plays in that direction away from their favoured corner with that combo of Talakai and Mulitalo. And this will likely be a walkover by the Sharks to secure that win and get their two points to continue up the ladder um, with hopes of getting to finals. But, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't see the Tigers being able to um, form a team that's really going to be able to um, get a win over the Sharks. You know what? The Tigers do have a very loyal fan base. You know, when even when they lose badly, their fans still will turn up for yeah. them the following week. So, you know, I, I I do hope they get a good turnout for this match and, you know, the fans do um, turn up to show their support. All right. Thank you, Gabby. So Friday night football is between the Red V, that is the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Green Machine Canberra Raiders. So sitting at 16th on the ladder, the Dragons suffered a 52-16 loss to Cronulla Sharks in the last round and in the past two rounds has managed to concede 100 points. The Raiders came away with another tight win last round as they found extra fuel to to get that win over the 13th place, Sydney Roosters. The Raiders are now sitting at number five on the ladder, which is a bit of a surprise to most observers as they are 10 wins from 16 matches. They really are probably the dark horse in this competition as they just follow the Melbourne Storm on the ladder. So this could be quite an exciting game or it could be a predictable outcome with the recent statistics between these two teams. Gabby, what should we look forward to for this match? Yeah, so the Dragons and the Raiders, um, again, a little bit like the previous game, chalk and cheese. The Raiders are chipping away at the ladder where the Dragons are just struggling to keep their head above water. There's only um, the West Tigers sitting between the Dragons and the bottom of the ladder, so there's not much, I don't know, not much hope, I guess. There obviously are still some foundational issues going on like we touch on this pretty much every week but more recently the news that Ben Hunt is staying at the club for the rest of the year it's actually Emma and I were talking about this on the weekend there's been news that Zach Lomax has been told that he's a free agent from the club I don't know whether there's much credibility I haven't really looked into it too much but apparently he's free to look at other avenues. So there's obviously still a lot happening behind the scenes that coincides with the defeats that the Dragons have been experiencing pretty much each week. But on the other hand, the Raiders, they've held on to their 10th win of the season at home to the Titans last week. And they're now sitting on the edge of the top four, as you mentioned, Laney. So this week for the Green Machine, they'll be without Corey Horsburgh as he has been called up for origin duties. So this sees Atta Mariotta move from prop to lock. Asami Solo failed a HIA last week and will miss this week's game against the Dragons as he will be replaced at prop by Trey Mooney. For the Dragons, fullback Tyrell Sloan is out due to a calf injury. He has been replaced by former Warrior and Titan Paul Turner, who will play his first game for the Red V this week. With Ben Hunt out due to origin, Jaden Sullivan shifts to halfback and Junior Amone comes in at 5'8". Moses Suley returns from a head knock in the centres and Daniel Russell has been called onto the bench for his NRL debut. And finally, Jack Bird remains sidelined this week as he battles a niggling knee injury. So as I mentioned, these teams are similar to the Tigers and the Sharks, um, one a little bit more successful than the other. I'm going to go the Raiders this week. Um for obvious reasons, I guess. Yeah, well, I think that the Dragons are fighting the Tigers for the wooden spoon, so I'm going to go the Raiders. 
Um, but yeah, I looked, I was just having a look at that Zach Lomax stuff. Um, Shane Flanagan shut down rumors that he around him leaving, but I think the yeah. fact that rumors can start up in the first place is obviously a lot of stuff going down there. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of dramas going on, I think. So I don't think this is the week that they'll be able to turn it around and get a win, but hopefully they can prove me wrong. Yeah, I'm going Raiders for this as well. It's, yeah, Dragons are quite unfocused. And, you know, I actually went back just for my own interest. Um, I went back and I was watching quite a few of their games to see what their uh, attack and defense look like um, against, I guess, like bottom eight teams, really, and um, and how they perform versus the top teams. When they're up against top teams, although I realized they beat Souths um, not that long ago, but when they're up against top teams, you can see that they're, they're just so nervous. They're not that making so many mistakes uh, I mean I, I remember at one point we said they were like professional chokers but it, it really is starting to look like that that's what their MO is for this season they're just not able to cope with the pressure so Raiders is an easy one for this they're quite composed Jared Croker's excellent at rallying the side together and uh, I think Ricky's doing a good job with um, helping to keep the noise out of their side so that they can concentrate on winning definitely Thanks, Gabby. So on Saturday afternoon, we see the Parramatta Eels host the Warriors for the 5.30pm match. Parramatta enter round 19 on a five-game winning streak, coming fresh off a bye. The Warriors, on the other hand, are coming off a home ground loss to the Rabbitohs that I don't think any of us actually saw coming. Last week, all of the panel were confident in the Warriors getting the win, basing our assumptions on the success that they've been having recently. But unfortunately, Souths were just a little too strong. The Eels are looking more like their 2022 versions of themselves each week, having climbed from 14th to 6th on the ladder. However, as we've been discussing throughout previous weeks, the Warriors have also turned a massive corner under new coach Andrew Webster, and they're showing more and more determination to ensure that they're a part of this finals action this year. So, Laney, both teams have clawed their way up the ladder this year, showing incredible resilience and contention. Will the Warriors be able to bounce back after their unexpected loss when they come over to Sydney this Saturday? Or will Parramatta continue on their reign for Micah Sevo's 100th game this week? I'm not sure is probably the answer <laughs> because... I can tell you that uh, the Warriors don't often travel very well, um, but I'll get into that. I have a feeling, though, Gabby, that like your boyfriend, I'll be shouting at the TV as <laughs> this Saturday um, for this match. I found myself doing that, um, what he does, criticising some of the poor play from my side. So Parramatta early in the season with their string of losses, they had a lot of people questioning their form. And here we are with a little bit of egg on our faces as we've watched the Eels working out the wrinkles and now sitting at number six, like, you're right, as you say, on that, like, five-game winning streak, they're looking really good and, like, looking really good against the Warriors. Um, the Warriors, the travelling, and knowing how many Kiwis live out west, they may get a good crowd out there showing their fan support to cheer them on, although out in Parramatta, the Eels do have a lot of support and also a loyal membership who turn up for their team. 
So for the Eels, Clamp Gutherson, Mitch Moses and Regan Campbell-Gillard are all out on origin duty, which I'm kind of hoping is actually going to be um, very helpful to the Warriors, seeing they've got no one from their side who's um, playing in origin. So they'll pretty much be at full strength. I see a stat here that apparently the Eels haven't won without Clint Gutherson since 2017. So I don't know whether that is also something to factor into it. But Sean Russell will then slide into the fullback role. Isaac Lumalume, he will be coming and Dejan Asi will become halfback to cover for Mitch Moses. Ryan Madison is down to play 5-8. Edge forward Sean Lane, he is uh, returning from a hamstring injury. It's be his first game since round 11. So Junior Bolo and Ofahiki Ogden, so they'll be the starting props because Regan Gamble-Gillard will be off on um, origin duty. Luca Moretti, he's been added to the bench. And Dylan Brown, well, he's going to be away for quite a while. So on to the Warriors. There could be a late change. There could be a late change for the Warriors. But look, Sean Johnson's uh, second child will be born soon. <laughs> and it um, could be born um, during this week. So it's interesting because they've actually said that he may play or he may not play, but we also know how instrumental Sean Johnson is to the side for the Warriors. So if he's not um, going to be available, Ronald Volkman will um, possibly slide into that spot. Ronald Volkman's listed in the reserves. It's highly likely at the moment, I'm just checking as I'm talking to you guys, highly likely that Sean Johnson's not going to make the trip. Also, Josh Curran's out of the side. He's been issued with a breach notice. Feel free to Google and find out what the real deal is behind all that information, but I won't go into it here. So these two teams, they've actually got the same number of wins this season and on paper are actually really quite similar in attack and defence. Um, what I also like to say is I like to think the Warriors would have taken a bit of a look at their performance last week and studied any Eels footage to get some better understanding of weaknesses. Um, if you're listening, Warriors, the Eels score 46% of their tries on the left side. So, Dallin, you better be sharpening up your defence where Sean's uh, nickel clock said down that side against Mike Acevo because with Will Pindicini as well, they'll be looking to help um, Mike Acevo get that 100th milestone that you mentioned earlier, Gabby. And that particular side was actually paying dividends for South last week against the Warriors. So anyway, the Eels leak a lot of their tries on the right side. So Montoya, there will be some pressure on him to score down that side with Clint Gufferson now at origin, no longer around a clean up the loose defence from Bailey Simonson and Sean Russell. Between these two teams, I do actually feel it's pretty difficult to call a winner, but I don't like to tip against the Warriors but it's over in Parramatta and Parramatta are looking so good, but I have a feeling it's going to be very, very close. I'd say it's only going to be about eight to 10 points between them. And if you're a betting person, I'd say go for the Eels. But if you're with me, you'd pray for the Warriors. (laughs) Oh, that's confusing. Well, not confusing, but... um... I was thinking, like, the Warriors are looking pretty strong and they haven't had many changes until you said about Sean Johnson. That's got me a little bit uh, a little bit concerned for them. But otherwise, I don't know. I like the look of them. I know they don't travel that, travel that well, but the Eels are missing three of their standout players. So I think this is as good as time as any for them to get a win. But I guess we'll have to see if Sean Johnson does play or not. But I'll... I'll go Warriors and maybe make a late change if he stays in, sees his baby. Yeah, this is 
harder than I thought. Looking at the whole Parramatta spine, it's completely different. And I think it's their spine that's been winning the games in the combination of Gutho and uh, Mitch Moses. I don't know. Last week the Warriors kind of broke my heart a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to go Parramatta, but like you said, and now's best time than any for the Warriors to get the win here. Um, I hope Sean Johnson does play, and I think they'll get the win with him, but I'm going to go Parramatta with no real confidence either. <laughs> See, I think if SJ's playing, then, yeah, I'm definitely going to say Warriors will win, but the fact that he's kind of 50-50, I'm not sure. That That's why I'm I'm a bit uncertain about this. This is really hard, this game. Harder than I thought, actually. <laughs> But, you know, I hope all the Eels players away at Origin play really well. All right, thank you both. All right, so the final match for Saturday is out at Olympic Park with the South Sydney Rabbitohs hosting the Canterbury Bulldogs. This could be an easy winner to determine as these teams to show exactly where they should be on the ladder. Emma, the Bunnies, they've been showing a bit of a return to form following that win over the Warriors. They were able to get their combinations together and pull out a win. Certainly disappointing a lot of Warriors fans who thought that uh, it would be a a comfortable win for them. However, the Bulldogs have just been consistently showing that they are the team that are probably are an unsafe bet for many people. I'm not sure how their fans are coping with their performance, but after that big loss last round, what really can we expect from the Bulldogs in this match? Yeah, well, like you said, Rabbitohs won last week and Bulldogs lost by a huge amount. So coming into this, I think the Rabbitohs are probably going to be pretty confident and not sure how the Bulldogs are going to be coping, to be honest. They could be coming out ready to prove themselves and make up for the um, embarrassment or they could just be absolutely shattered. So I'm not too sure. I'm not in there to see what they're like, but probably more the latter, I'd say. (laughs) Um, Looking at their place on the ladder, their Rabbitohs are 7th and Bulldogs are 15th, so they could also be fighting the Tigers and the Dragons for that wooden spoon position. Origin duties may even the teams up a little bit, so there's a few out there with um, for the Rabbitohs, but the Bulldogs have lost five of their last games against the Bunnies, so it's not looking too good. So... For the Rabbitohs, Cody Walker, Cameron Murray, Damien Cook and Kaloa Matangi are all on Blues origin duty. Dean Hawkins comes in to replace Cody Walker at 5'8". Saliva Havili starts at hooker. Ben Lovett and Shakai Mitchell will come into the back row. Isaiah Tass returns at centre after his first child was also born on Sunday. So another dad away on duties, but he's back and... Last week's debutant Tyrone Munro goes to the wing and Richie Kennard will drop to the 18th man. The bench will have two new players, which is Peter Mamuzelos and Talis Duncan. For the Bulldogs, Toby Sexton joined the team from the Titans on Tuesday and he will come straight in at halfback. So, yeah, hopefully that'll be a bit of a boost for them. Matt Burton will then shift from uh, to 5'8 and Khaled Rajab will drop out of the squad. Jake Avarillo moves to from center to fullback. Jake's, Jackson Topin comes from the bench to the center. Braden Burns is named in the centers, and Blake Wilson comes onto the wing uh, for Adokar, who's away 
on origin duties. Kyle Flanagan comes in on the bench and Hayes Param and Paul Alamotti have been dropped out after last week's humiliating loss. So, yeah, lots and lots of changes for the Bulldogs there. Um, don't know if it's if it's really going to help. It could could make things worse, <laughs> but surely not worse than last week. Um, I think it's going to be an easy win for the Bunnies, but with yeah, with their Origin stars out, who knows? The Bulldogs could be desperate to try and redeem themselves after last week, and maybe it could be a good opportunity with yeah, with a few of those those Bulldog uh, those Rabbitohs players out. We don't know. Rabbitohs easily, I think. I think it's it's an easy pick. Just those stats alone that you were saying, Emma. It's just bunnies all day. Jeez, when you, <laughs> it's definitely easy, easy a Rabbitohs win here. Um, the Rabbitohs have beaten the Bulldogs convincingly each time they've faced up to each other um, recently. It's look. I don't know whether um, Serrato's trying to do a Tim Sheens with the way he's like popping people in and out of the team for this um, for this match, but you know, I guess it sort of harks back to some of the comments that we said um, earlier. But for Dragons and for other sides, it's like, well, you're, you're pretty much going to finish at the bottom of the ladder, so just spend your time now sort of working out which players are going to work in which spots, and you can get them ready for next year. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope they get fans turn up for this because. I'm not sure how um, happy they'll be after that performance last week and if they'll be willing to buy tickets to go along to this match. But, yeah, definitely south all the way. Yeah, they're looking very desperate at the moment, the the doggies. And as you said, it could be changing up to try and um, make, make next year better. But it also could just be changing up because I think they're under a lot of pressure to do something. Um, and I hope they're being smart about what they're actually doing rather than just pleasing people to make it look like they're trying. I don't know what the thought process is behind it, but fingers crossed next year, Bulldogs, you can do it. I think the inclusion of Toby Sexton's pretty good at seven. Like he didn't go too bad up at the Titans. I think that's they're a bit like New South Wales, the Bulldogs are just in that rebuild phase, I guess. <laughs> just <laughs> trying out all avenues. And Toby Sexton's now that avenue. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It could be really good for them. Thanks, Emma. All right. The Queensland Derby match closes out the round on Sunday out of the Gold Coast with the Gold Coast Titans hosting the Dolphins for a mid-afternoon match. Looks like great weather, actually, for football, and these two teams are looking to save their seasons and save face as best as possible. Emma, we're getting used to some unusual Sunday and end-of-round matches. A rematch for these two sides, and it was only a two-point margin between these two sides the last time they met, but with a gutsy clawback from a dismal-looking halftime score to the Dolphins, perhaps perpetuating the Titans' reputation of losing the second half would keep a lead. Emma, do you think it's going to be the same for this match? Yeah, that was a wild game. I think that was the most, um, the biggest comeback in history from the Dolphins there. So, um yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't think we'll see that again, though. I think the Titans have slowly starting to fix up that second half, whatever was going on there. I don't know if it's fully fixed up, but um, I think it's getting better, hopefully for them. <laughs> um, for the Titans, we've got winger Philip Summy returns after being a late withdrawal from the Raiders game with a hamstring issue. Jojo Fafita will then go to the bench. 
Jaden Campbell is going to be the fullback and uh, as AJ Brimson is on Maroon's duty. Then Cleese Haas, Isaac Fasul Malaawi and Jamin Jolliffe will join the starting side in place of the other Origin stars, Tino Fasul Malaawi, Moika Fotoweka and David Fafita. And Jacob Alec has been named to make his NRL debut off the bench. So a few changes there for the Titans. The Dolphins, we've got the hammer on origin duty. So Cody Nikarima will be the fullback just like he was last week against the Broncos. Uh, hooker Jeremy, Jeremy Marshall King has been named, although he has been having shoulder issues. I believe it's an AC joint. So it's likely there could be a late change there. I'd, I don't think we'll see him play, but at the moment he's on the team list. And then Felice Kafusi is out with concussion. Jared Wallace and Anthony Milford both returning from suspension. They'll be playing from the bench. Herman Essiesi will move into the starting side. Uh, yeah, I think the Dolphins really rely on uh, the Hammer and Kafusi. I think they do. Kafusi does a lot of that effort in defense and um, really pushes them forward. And I think it's the Hammer that's usually scoring the most points. So I think without those two, it's going to be really hard for them this week. Um, but in saying that, Titans are missing four of their origin stars. So again, it could be a chance for them to get the upset and get a, another win over the Titans. But it's actually, I'm finding it quite difficult to pick because I do like both these teams as a as a Queenslander, but I think I'm going to have to go the Titans. Yeah, this is hard. I wish that this was being played with both like fully strength teams just to see like who's the real contenders here. Uh, but, yeah, I think I might go the Titans 2M, just I think without the hammer, even though there's no eye in team, I think there's a hammer in the Dolphins somewhere. <laughs> he like just, a hammerhead shark. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's the key for them. And without him, I think they might struggle a little bit, more than what the Titans would without their origin stars. Yeah, I'm, I am leaning towards the Titans um, for a win for this. Hammer can score a try out of anywhere and anything, and I think he's been the most reliable try scorer for that side ever since the season kicked off. Um, and he seems to be the one who, you know, he sort of realises looking at the scoreboard, oh, just some points to get here, I better do it. Do you know what I mean? Like he's the one who sort of um, finds the energy to do that. I'll, I'll go for Dolphins. <laughs> I'll go for Dolphins. It, like, I don't think it's going to be an upset the way that I would I would call it because I, I do see that the Titans are probably the favourite coming in here. But I I just I just want to see the Dolphins get their season back and maybe this week. I don't know I say it every week. Maybe this is the week that they'll um, improve. But you know, Milford's back. They could work it out. I, I always question about why they keep putting Tessinu on the wing because he's always hobbling around, mostly injured. I never feel like he's fully fit. Um, yeah, anyway, Wayne, you sort it out. You're the super coach, not me. Yeah, I'm feeling like it could be a, a bit of a frustrating game. I might be wrong here, but what I'm when I look at the team list, I want to say that the Dolphins are maybe – a little bit stronger, but I just, whether they can actually convert that to points, like I think it's going to look a little bit like they can almost get it and I just don't see them actually 
getting the tries, if that makes sense. Like they could actually get flogged by the Titans, but I think it's going to look a bit, I think it's going to look weird. I don't know. They win on defence alone because defensively they don't look too shabby. Well, if they had Kafusi, I think probably, yeah, but without him I think he's really yeah. one of their big defenders. So I don't know. It's really hard. This is one of those games where, like, if the Dolphins win, you'd be like, oh, my God, I knew it. Should have backed the Dolphins. And if the Titans won, it's like, oh, my God, I knew it. Should have backed the yeah. Titans. Exactly. Yeah. This this is give me the same vibes that the Knights and the Bulldogs match last week was, yeah. you know. just I, I just couldn't work out who would be the winner from it. And then it was an easy one when it came on <laughs> yeah I know but and, and it could be just like that for this you know the last yeah. the last game of the round you know people spent all weekend sleeping or whatever and they're all rested and ready to play put out a big score so just think like say hypothetically it was the two fully fit sides who would you go I'd go for Dolphins okay M, would you stick with the Titans yeah I think I would because those four boys, yeah, guys, they're pretty, pretty instrumental. I think, um, but I really have a soft spot for the dolphins. So even though in my head I'm going Titans, I'd probably still go Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fully fit, like no suspensions, no injuries. Like we saw that the Dolphins were able to beat the Titans that first time round. Yeah. Um, and it really was a claw back in the second half where they were just able to 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 not make any errors, but they capitalized on all the Titans errors. And like the Titans sometimes feel to me like semi semi second half chokers <laughs> as well. And we both these teams, one's the second half losers and the other's the second half winners. So yeah. you're absolutely right, Lainey. Comes down okay. to second half. I think the amount of chat they got towards the start of the season, I think uh, they've put that all to bed. No matter, like, if they stay in that middle zone, they've had a successful season. They weren't wooden spurners introduced into a competition they couldn't handle. I think they'll, I think they've handled it and they'll continue to slowly. And there you have it, everyone. That is our show. Thank you so much, Gabby and Emma. As always, it's such a joy to hear your thoughts on the game each week and discuss with you both all of the outcomes and results. In a post-credit moment, Alex J from the Moto Sports NBA show, who lives in Townsville, is a Cowboys and Queensland Rugby League fan. He took a moment to share his reaction to that Cowboys win over the Tigers last round. So listen out for that post-credits scene. To our listeners, we wish your team a great round of football with no injuries and no suspensions. We wish the State of Origin players a great game. And if you're heading out to any of the matches this weekend or Game 3 of Origin, please take care, be safe and have fun. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We truly appreciate your support. We hope you can tune in regularly. And please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. (laughs) Give your love to a cowboy man. He's going to love you hard as he can. 
Give your love to a cowboy. He's gonna love. Oh my God. We're going all the way. <laughs>